What is going on, guys? Uh, we're back for another little episode, second episode of uh, Music Talks with Tyler. Uh, I think I think that's going to be the name I'm going to go with. Um, so obviously, I'm Tyler. Uh, hopefully, you guys know me. Um, and uh, I'm here with a with a, a good friend of mine. Uh, this, this is a uh, AJ Weist, and um, he is just a just a really great like singer and actor and just all around great guy. So. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, we're just, uh, we, we kind of get each other and go back and forth and like, we talk about, um, different like musical concepts, kind of like the last guest. Um, I feel like I just I feel like I can just kind of talk to him about anything, um, music related or theater related, or like, we'll talk about like some shows and everything. Uh, for those like students who don't know, like I have like a, more of like a theater, I have some like theater background as well as, as does AJ. So, um, there's that. And so we'll always kind of share some, share some thoughts about that. Um, yeah, AJ, any, like, uh, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of boosting your ego here. Anything else you'd like to add to boost your own ego? Um, so I was a um, theater major last year. I'm no longer a theater major and now I'm not. Sorry. I just, I just want to add that's at Belmont university. So. Yeah, here at Belmont University, and I am now a journalism major with a sports administration minor. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I did music theater throughout high school. Um, I was um, Charlie Brown. My junior year, I got my first lead role as Charlie Brown, and you're a good man, Charlie Brown. And another one of my favorite roles was King Triton in um, The Little Mermaid. Super fun. That was a great show. Yeah, great show. Um, I love to love to hear that. Um that's super good. Uh, well, we'll keep this nice and short for you guys, but uh, do you want to give us, and just to clarify, like, even though you left the theater major, you're still, like, you still, like, love all things music and theater, right? Just for... Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm still, like, super involved with the theater department. I'm still friends with all those guys, and um, yeah, theater is great. I, it was a really big hobby for me. Um, it wasn't quite, like, a pad, like, I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, but I mean it like I I love theater like absolutely. Yeah. It's uh it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a tough um it's a tough job without a doubt. Oh, definitely. definitely. You have to be all you have to be all in if um that's what you want to do for sure. Definitely. But uh uh we can help you get there. So maybe <laughs> like uh well I mean I don't know if AJ knows this that I've kind of volunteered on for this but maybe we'll get to meet him in some uh like if we do a master class with uh, AJ in, in your lesson, then um, AJ can come in and give us some feedback from his point of view and everything, which is always good. Uh, AJ, can you um, start off, tell us like a little bit like your inspiration and just like kind of briefly how you got into theater? Oh, yeah. So um, this was like, that, I got into theater like back in middle school, actually. Um, I was a big like football player. I played baseball. And um, I never really thought about doing theater um, back in middle school. But um, we had a stage downstairs and in my childhood home. It was like, there was like two steps leading up to the stage. And there were times when like, I would pretend I was like Anakin Skywalker or um, Indiana Jones. And I would like act it out like as I was watching the movie you know, in the TV on top of that stage. So I would like have my Indiana Jones hat. And then one time my mom walked down, walked in on me, like pretending I was Indiana Jones. So my mom said, 
AJ, you, you should really consider doing theater um, or taking theater like as an elective. So I was like, at the time, I, I thought it was girly. I was like, mom, I don't want to do that. Um, but she ended up signing me up to take um, a theater elective class back in middle school. And I immediately fell in love with it um, after taking that class. I was like, wow, I get to like body like a whole nother character um, and pretend I'm someone else. I, I just had a blast doing that and perform in front of others. Absolutely. And you and that was uh, so like how many years has it been like since then? Uh, eighth grade. I'm now a sophomore in college. So let's see. Um, seventh or eighth grade. I want to say it was actually seventh grade. So it's been like six, seven years. Wow. Yeah. And um, yeah, I didn't, actually I didn't even know that. And, um, this is uh, AJ and I have known each other for like just about two years. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Um, that's a that's a cool story. Can you also tell us about like so like maybe separate from like the theater aspect? Um, can you tell us a little bit about like your musical like more on the music music side like maybe choir or like voice lessons um, like that kind of upbringing? Yeah, kind of like the same story. Um, this was actually fifth grade first time I like joined like my school choir. Um, my mom was like, you have a great singing voice. You could sit, you should consider auditioning for the choir at my elementary school. And I was like, okay. So I, I did it. One of my best friends, um, Taylor Gotro, shout out Taylor. Uh, he was also in that choir. And, uh, um, I actually got a solo part, um, in fifth grade. Um, uh, we sang like Christmas songs. It was a, a Christmas choir. And, um, I think I had a solo part in let it snow or something. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I enjoyed it from then, and um, I actually made um, all state choir. I think I think it's called all state. Yeah. Um, and um, that was a super fun experience. We had like six for my elementary school, um, and a group, uh, and a choir group of everyone in the state of Georgia, um, and that was super fun. Um, and then in middle school, I continued doing choir because I I loved it. And then high school, I was involved in choir. Um, actually had a rap um, solo like my sophomore year um, <laughs> we did the song uh, from Pentatonix um, sing by Pentatonix and I was like sing it for your mama a sing it for your papa a sing it for the whole world for the world the girl for your number one fan <laughs> and, um, yeah that was super fun and then um, of course like music theater um, with all my solo parts and everything um, and then obviously like last year I was in you singers here at Belmont university and got on Christmas at Belmont. That was super fun experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and wait, was that where, was that where we met or did we met like somewhere else besides that? Was that just an added bonus? You know, I actually can't remember how me and you <laughs> met. Um, I, I feel like it's either from like you singers class or it was like in the fit rec. It was one yeah. of the two. Yeah. Um, but we met pretty early on in um, our college career. Yeah. And we uh, like, yeah. So we, we also like, in addition to being like the same choir class last year, we uh, also like work at like the campus gym. So just for some background. Um, okay. So like going kind of just diving straight into it. Um, a lot of times, so I'll sign as a, as a music teacher, I'll sign a piece of music to students. And a lot of times like, they're kind of confused as to like what what to do with it from there. So, uh, what's 
from your perspective, what's the first thing you do? Like when you pick up a piece, a brand new piece of sheet music, um, doesn't have to be musical theater, uh, but like, like classical or something else, like, uh, what's something you do, uh, to kind of, uh, make the process easier for you? Um, I will kind of like read the lyrics, um, and try to have like, understand what you can take it like line by line and understand what each lyric really means to you. And from there, you can, um, you can kind of, um, I guess like jot notes and like, you're like, so this lyric means this to me. And then that's a good way you can like connect with the piece. Yeah. Um, and then like, I remember when I was Charlie Brown, I um, got the cast recording album and I would just listen to that, all my solos over and over again until I really like truly understood um, what that piece meant and like how I could connect it in my life. Yeah. Um, no, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Um, and, um, yeah. So that, that kind of comes like the voice part of it. And I know you don't have as strong of a background in like piano and everything and like some instrumental stuff, but I do have some like piano students. So if I were to give like a, my, one of my piano students, um, like a brand new piece of sheet music, what would be some advice that you would have for them is in terms of, uh, like the first, cause obviously they can read the lyrics, which obviously helps, you know, if, if there are lyrics, but yeah. if there's no lyrics, you know, what do you think? What do you, from your point of view, what do you think that they should do? Like, have they heard the piece before or you're just, they're just getting their sheet music. Um, let's yeah. Let's just assume like, like, yeah, just getting the sheet music like first day. Um, yeah. Start, start playing the notes and um, start figuring out like what the, what the piece like, like bring meaning to the piece, I guess, like add colors, like um, what color does like this sound remind you of? Like if it's, if it's blue, like it will be blue. And then like, try to like take it into um perspective of like how you can connect it into your life. Um, like, I guess like it's your, it's your song, it's your background, just make it your own. Right, absolutely. Um... Yeah, that's great. Great advice. And um, kind of going off of that, that kind of leads into my next question, which is kind of like, how do you personalize and create your own backstory um, behind the song? Like, how do you, uh, do you have a thought process? Obviously, if, if it's in a musical, then there is like a, like a previous, like there's a storyline, you can go watch the storyline if you want. But uh, sometimes I'll tell them like, even if it's from a musical, like I'll, I'll be like, make up your own storyline and kind of make mm -hmm. it like, unique and stuff. So how do you maybe go about doing that if there's no storyline and how do you kind of make up your own and like, what are some like acting techniques as well for, for doing that? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Cause I feel like musicians are, are actors. Um, they're actors with um, you and you can tell by like the music they play. Um, you guys should be taking notes right now if you're listening. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are um, the ultimate actors. You're you're taking a song and you're portraying it as your own. Um, it's your own story. Um, and even though you didn't write a piece you're you're given, um, still like find ways that you can connect with that piece um, because you can completely just make something completely that you didn't write, completely unrelated to you, 
and you can make it into your own um, if you if you can um, find a way to do that like how you can translate like this particular section of this song reminds me of my childhood growing up with my father um, who is now deceased like something something like that yeah absolutely that's uh, and you, you um and you can tell when someone does that because you your emotions are like spilling onto the page like as you're playing them oh absolutely and like yeah i mean i i know uh some of my students have probably heard this but like like i can tell like when uh even through through zoom which like i do all my lessons through zoom but like um even through zoom i can tell like if the emotion's real or not and so kind of right. give, yeah giving them like some real practical advice like that like um like here are some steps to take like you know take it section by section figure out what are some particular emotions to draw on for this piece you um, have to dissect the piece for sure you yeah you really do yeah yeah um and kind of segue segueing into that how do you do such um without being like cheesy you know how do you give real emotion without being quote unquote cheesy? How do you, without, you know, like if you're, if you're sad, like you're saying like that example of like, you know, your father uh, has just like passed away. Um, how do you not without, you know, like fake crying? <laughs> yeah. How do you make, you, it, how do you make the audience feel with you too? Um, so as a theater major, um, we studied um, Meisner's technique um, mm -hmm. as like acting is in the doing um which you, basically means that, like yeah yeah oh yeah go ahead i was just gonna say could you explain that uh right yeah which is acting is in the doing is basically um theater is not really for like showing off um uh, what you can do and like being like in the in the limelight and just like over exaggerating everything mm -hmm. um theater is truly embodying a character as if you're actually them so what you would normally do in everyday life is what you do in acting. You're just um, in the mindset of your new character. Um, so you have to really study, like in music, um, music related, you have to really study that piece and actually like become that piece. And what would like, kind of like, what would my character do in this situation? Um, it, it flows a lot more naturally um, that way. So you have to like really not only just listen to the piece and like translate it to your life, but you have to like truly like become the piece, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and just what would this piece be feeling in this situation? Um, uh, what is it? What is it thinking? Just, yeah, it's, it's a lot more work than just dissecting it. It's, it goes pretty deep. Like, do you suggest like in their own practice, like outside of like their like lesson time with me, like truly try to um, take on the persona of that piece like, outside exactly. of their own work time with me? How like ways they, they can um, take on that persona? Yeah. And like by, the, by themselves, particularly. Well, if um, if you can record yourself playing that song, um, listen to it over and over again. And just like try to imagine like what's going through like this piece of music's head, like the sounds and everything. What are what are you thinking about? Um, what is the piece of music thinking about? Just this stuff like that. Um, pra practice, practice, practice. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I've uh, what I what I tell them each time. Um, even if it's just like, I mean, just like a little bit per day. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you? So I'll, I'll, one of the biggest advices, one of the biggest things that piece of advice that I could give to my student that I always give to my students is, you know, a lot of times I'll give them a song that's pretty that's relatively popular. Um, even if it's like classical, um, you know, uh, it, it's just like relatively, you know, famous or, um, and all that. So, and I'll, you know, show them physically, like I'll share my screen, I'll show them on YouTube, search up their song and show them there's a thousand, you know, quite possibly like a million, um, different recordings of this song. Mm -hmm. and so if I were to publish you singing this song to YouTube, what's going to make me click on your video versus literally anyone else's yeah. and what's going to make you stand out against literally anyone else. If, if you're just singing the straight rhythms, um, like, do you know the song Homeward Bound? I do not know. Oh man. That's a classic. Um, just like a, it's like a classic song that, uh, some of my students in here know. So, um, but it's just like one that's just like got a real simple melody. It's like in the quiet misty morning, and so if, if, you know, you're just singing exactly as what's on the page in the quiet misty more, or, you know, am I going to want to click on your video or am I going to want to click on the video that's got emotion like in the quiet misty morning. And I don't know if you have any thoughts to add on that. Yeah. Um, when, when you see something like that has a lot of like, um, views or whatever um you don't want to imitate uh imitation is probably is, no one's going to want to click on your stuff like if you're singing like a more contemporary piece like such as like hello by adele very powerful song um but if you if you're trying to be adele then um that just it eliminates your uniqueness um you have to like when you're embodying that song you have to like um, push your own emotions and your own story your own experience in that song and make it unique make it you yeah um, because you're not Adele like Adele sings hello fine um we want to know like what you can do uh and what you can bring to the table that could potentially be better than um Adele's version 1000 percent. yeah absolutely um and uh so yeah something to add to that would just be um yeah i mean we want to hear what you have to to bring to the table we want to um we if that means changing the the rhythm just a tad if that means adding a dotted eighth note instead of a eighth note here and um making that a 16th note and then maybe stretching that out holding that out like putting a fermata or a quarter note there so be you know that's exactly. that's fine yeah. yeah it doesn't have to be um i think too many people get like caught up in like the sheet music is the end all be all which i mean it's it's great and it's we want to learn the sheet music but then after we learn the sheet music we can start to embellish and make it our own exactly exactly yeah um that's awesome um super super cool um yeah anything else to add uh advice to any like the vocalist or pianist of my students that are like watching um be yourself 
yeah that's probably the best advice i could give um be yourself um don't try to be anything you're not um because you were made in a unique way you're i believe you were made um to be fearful and you're wonderfully made um as the bible says as as a christian um and i believe like everyone has their own unique voice and everyone has their own story their own emotions that they can bring to the table that no one's ever heard before and um you just got to get your voice out there um your story out there and um yeah you're great you rock <laughs> awesome i love it um aj is there a, a place like that they can like connect with you like on instagram or, or like any social media or anything that you want to plug real fast at the end <laughs> yeah you can uh, follow me on um on instagram at um bsqueezed underscore 21 gotcha and i'll then, put in the comments too so if you yeah want. and then um twitter um atlanta fan 25 um and then you can also follow me on linkedin on um anthony weist there you go yeah <laughs> so many places to connect with them and hey you know what maybe uh you know even if uh, anthony's uh not aware of it yet um he may uh he may pop in on one of your lessons and uh give some feedback yeah i'd love to yeah that'd be great awesome well thanks so much anthony for coming out we uh we really appreciate you uh we, I think we, I think we all, I mean, even I kind of like learned some things from what you had to say. So it was super great. And I hope um, you guys listening did as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of like the, the pioneering uh, part of it. Yeah. Awesome. I'm really interested to see what, uh, where you go from here. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks so, so yeah. much. So am I. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see, we'll see you guys in the next episode.